0: Hey guys, I'm Billy Humphrey. I'm Corey Russell. And this is Gripped, Awakening a Groan in a Generation for Revival and the Return of the Lord. We're on our sixth season and our third episode, and we're going in on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Dude, I'm loving it. Dude, loving I, the, I think about five minutes into the first session, the first episode, I just started feeling the Lord resting on me. And the Lord has continued through these last several sessions We're going to pick up right where we left off in 2 Corinthians 3, but first, Corey and I...
1: We're matching. We're twinning. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I don't think we've ever done that before. No, we never have. But here it is. Hey, guys, we got some new merch. We got the tiger, we got the rose, we got prophetic symbolism, but this is it. It's, It's every revival begins with a groan. And uh, you guys get this stuff. All of the proceeds from this are going to missionaries. Right to missionaries. Where we want to set missionaries on the wall, both here and abroad. Yes. Guys, get this stuff, man. It'll bless you.
0: Yeah. All right. So here we are. We're in 2 Corinthians 3. We set the whole table last episode about how the ministry of the Spirit is God, the Holy Spirit, dwelling in our spirit how that's the most shocking, greatest reality that we can imagine. That in the new birth, we're new creations with God, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. I feel like I just want to keep saying that over and over and over again.
1: We want to find about 50 different ways to say it this season.
0: Because when you said yes to Jesus... It wasn't the same you that's now trying harder. Yes. God came inside you to empower you, to deliver you, to liberate you, to sanctify you. That means cleanse you, to justify you. That means makes you innocent. And that's all the work of the Holy Spirit. He's living in you right now so that you can walk out this salvation free from the law of sin and death. And what is that? That's in the flesh without Jesus. You're a slave to sin. And when you sin, you die. But in Christ, you are free from sin and you are liberated to live. This is our reality right now.
1: My favorite phrase, we're about to get to it, is that phrase in Well, first off, Paul is pulling on the greatest Old Testament encounter. Absolutely. One of the greatest encounters in all of history is 2 million people who have just come out of Egypt. God comes down on a mountain, and Paul is going to make some pretty dramatic statements. In
0: plain view, they're seeing God in power manifest. I mean, can you...
1: And he's going to say the glory and the giving of that covenant is... So far below the glory of the covenant and the glory of the spirit that you and I are now living in. Yeah. that that that, that just blows my mind. Paul is going to build, I think second Corinthians three 16 and we want to get into 18. Yeah. Got to get to way. 18. I just want to say it again. And I need these phrases living in you. He uses this phrase mm. and he says this in verse 17. And I, this is one of my favorite things to walk around saying now the Lord is the spirit. Yes. Now, get a now, not when you get all your ducks in a row, not when you feel like you're worthy enough. Mm. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, but we all with unveiled face. Okay, guys, the veil was taken away in Christ. Moses had to put a veil over his face because they couldn't look at him. And he says, when you put your faith in Jesus, the veil is removed. It's no more having to hide or shine or blockages, but it's full-on encounter, full-on looking. Yes. And he says, but we all with unveiled face, and I just want to read it, and then we're going to tease this out over this session, beholding. I think beholding may be one of the most important words in the New Testament, in the whole Bible. We, he says, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Mm. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. What's sticking out to There's you? so many points
0: that are sticking out to me. First, just touching back to verse 17. The Lord is the Spirit. Don't overcomplicate this. Yes. We pray to Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We pray to Father. Abba, we love you. We can pray to Holy Spirit. Yes. Holy Spirit, we love you. Why? Because the Lord is the Spirit. Am I talking to Holy Spirit? Yes. Am I talking to Jesus? Yes. Yes. Am I talking to Abba? Yes. Whenever I'm addressing Abba, I'm addressing Abba, Jesus, and the Spirit. Whenever I'm addressing Jesus, I'm addressing Jesus, Abba, and the Spirit. Whenever I'm addressing Spirit, I'm addressing Spirit, Jesus, and Abba. They're three in one. The Lord is is the Spirit. So you can address Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we love you. We worship you. Don't make it overly complicated. You can speak right to Him, and you're speaking to the Father and the Son all together. So that's sticking out to me. But this idea of we, we are beholding. We are beholding. There is a dynamic of intimacy with Jesus that Paul is tapping on, that Jesus taught us, wherever two or three right. are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. It's corporate, And this is the thing that's really important. Your spiritual formation and your spiritual growth is not to, meant to happen in isolation. Is so it's not meant to happen with you alone by yourself. Now, do you ever get alone in your closet by yourself? Yes, for sure. But what we do is we take what God is ministering to us and how we're engaging with God in the closet and we bring it together with other believers and we share and we fellowship together. So many of you guys have commented to us about, oh, you and Corey, your relationship is so cool. It's just, I wish I had somebody like that to, uh, to have fellowship with. And what you're seizing on is what Paul is talking about right here in the scripture that there's an intimacy that we share together because we are intimate with the spirit individually. Now we can behold him individually and we can behold him together. In fact, before every session, what are we doing? We're engaging Holy spirit together. And then he is moving and, and speaking through us and bringing things to our minds. So there's a lot there that I'm saying, but the point is it's we, are beholding. We are engaging. We are opening. And so then the unveiled face. So to me, the unveiled face is I'm unveiling my face to God. He's unveiling his face to me. I'm doing it by Holy Spirit on the inside. But then part two of the unveiled face is, remember, they were looking at Moses' face and his face was veiled. They couldn't see the glory that was on Moses. It's us unveiling our face to one another, that we share an opening with God and we share an opening with one another. And it's in this transaction Uh, and in this transaction that we are transformed into that image of glory.
1: Talk to me about glory. Glory is that I mean, there's several dimensions and <laughs> definitions <crying>. of glory. <laughs> but it's, it's the opening up of, of oneself. Yes. When God reveals His glory, He's taking His innermost being, Yes, and He's making it known. Yes,
0: yes. That's, the, that's what Jesus said. We'll get to this in a later episode. But He says, Holy Spirit takes of mine and reveals it to you. He's taking of the things in my heart... And revealing those things to you. So when I think of glory, well, I think of the deepest part the of, God. of God. Yeah, the vulnerability, the deepest part of who God is, and and He's expressing Himself. It's God expressing Himself through the person of Jesus, manifest to us by Holy Spirit now, and so the depths of God we're beholding. The depths of God. We're beholding who he is at the deepest place. We're engaging with him in that way, and we're being transformed into the image that we're beholding.
1: Let's check this out. Guys, you need to understand. I don't know how your life's going right now. I don't know if there's a hard season or good season or what your journey's been, but if you've given your life to Jesus, You are a trillionaire. I need you to understand that. God has taken his deep, and he has infused it and released it into your deep. And God has taken up residence on the inside of you. The glory of God is not on the outside hitting Moses' face. The glory of God is in the depth of your being And is inviting you into the vulnerability he's given you. The humility of God to deposit his deep into broken jar clays. Earthen vessels is what he'll talk about in chapter 4. He has placed his deep on the inside of you. And Paul said, Moses reflected what he saw. But this is how you and I are transformed. Is we're called to behold the glory. We're called to behold the glory, looking at the glory. Now, I, I want to look into this because Jesus will say phrases like in John 17, 24, Father, I, I desire that they would be with me where I am and that they would behold my glory. Yes, Look, I want them to look at my glory. Yes. Psalm 27, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and behold or gaze on his beauty. Beauty of the Lord, yes. This beholding reality I feel like God is inviting you in this season into trying to just figure everything out on the outside, and he's calling you to behold him within Yes, and calling you to look at him. How do we look at him? How do we behold? And he says, we beholding as in a mirror. And, and I've heard it said before that in the ancient world, you know, mirrors aren't like our mirrors. Right, right, right. They're a lot more dimmer, and you're not going to get the same reflection. So I think Paul's actually appealing to the fact that though it doesn't feel that awesome, every time you take time to connect or to look or to fellowship or to talk to the indwelling spirit Mm. and to commune with him, Mm. every time you do that, something's changed.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's a huge point that at times it may be really a clearer reflection, and another time it may be like just a hint, a shadow, but we're engaging with Him. And I love this point. He says, we're transformed into the same image. Here's one of my problems with modern American Christianity, and I love the church. Don't, Don't read me as being like some negative bad attitude. I love the church. But when we preach to you a gospel that makes it sound like we want you to be more of you, the best you, a little better version of you, and we're going to add a little Jesus onto you to make you a better version of you, that's actually another gospel. That's right. That's not a biblical right. gospel. The, the gospel is really clear that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We don't need a little better version of the dead man. What we need is that to be raised, Ephesians 2, we were dead in our trespasses and sin, but Christ has raised us from the dead and seated us inside the fellowship of the Trinity in heavenly places. Now, this passage is seizing on that idea that as we're engaging with God, there's a transformation that's taking place within us. Now, watch, it's not taking place inside of our spirit because you've already got all of God in your spirit if you're born again. The transformation yes. that's taking place is the glory of God is now beginning to dwell in your soul. Yes. That's in your mind. And your will and your emotions, your abilities, when you think and you dream and you consider and your your emotions, how you feel, how you experience your desires. your desires and your will, the choices you make. Yes. And here's the here's the shocking truth: your will is so powerful when it is transformed into the image of God, and you begin to make. Choices of your own volition in the direction uh, that God wants you to make, no devil can stand in the no, way of that. No, the exertion of your will heavenward, the exertion of your will toward the will of the Lord, that thwarts that is the outworking of resisting the devil. That's how we resist him. We submit to God and we choose. Jesus leadership we choose Jesus direction, but you are being transformed hey. in your soul in your mind in your will and your emotion every time You quiet yourself. Yes, and you begin to set and this is how we behold we set our Attention on God. Yes, we set our attention on the truth of the indwelling Holy Spirit We set our attention on the truth of the cross of Jesus Christ. We set our attention on the truths in the word. As we're beholding, another term could be meditating. Another term could be fellowshipping. We're engaging with God on the inside. Your soul is being transformed. If your soul is untransformed, what you need to do is begin to behold. This passage is probably the most clear and powerful passage of discipleship. We do it together. We engage vulnerably with God. We engage vulnerably with one another. And as we're doing this, our souls are transformed into the same image of the one we're beholding. In other words, we become more like Uh. him. We become what we behold. Paul would say this in Romans 6, when we give ourselves to beholding sin and lust, we are enslaved to that. But right here in 2 Corinthians 3, he says, we become what we behold when we behold Jesus.
1: We become like him. We're transformed.
0: That is our great
1: gift and our great portion. See, God, I I always liken the work of salvation. And when I, when we say salvation, we're talking about the new birth is justification. Mm. Okay. The moment you're born again, you become a new creation. God comes to dwell. You are justified in the presence of God. You are declared righteous in the courtroom of heaven. Yes. Yes. I always picture the new birth and God taking up residence in your spirit as D day. <laughs> all right. You, some of you might not know that much about World War II. I'm about to give you all I know. Uh, I know a little bit. But D Day was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. It's when the Allied troops, the Americans and the Allied troops got onto the beaches in France. Yes. And as soon as they got that foothold and that stronghold in that Europe, it. that was it. Then the work of the Allied troops could then begin to choke out what was going on in Germany yes. and all throughout Europe. That was the beginning of the end. We are justified. yes. And God isn't just happy with just the beaches of Normandy and just your spirit being gone. He wants a full-on invasion of taking over and seeing the conquering and the transformation of your thought life. Yes. Friends, that's what God's after, is for thoughts that are filled with God, thoughts that are filled with peace. Thoughts that are filled, not with, with uh, uh, sexual images, but filled with beauty, filled with glory, filled with thoughts about God that are right, thoughts about yourself that are right, thoughts about others yes, that are right, yes. where your mind becomes an avenue of the flow of the spirit and is not living in the videos and the images of yesterday. Yes. Not living in the videos and the images of tomorrow gripped with fear, yeah. but there's peace in the now. Yes. Your, your thoughts, your emotions. Guys, to feel, to feel enjoyed by God, yes. to feel loved by God, to feel feel beautiful in the eyes of God, to feel God's heart for other people and desires your will. This is what he's after, friend. And every time you quiet your soul and behold the glory, talk to the glory fellowship with the glory, commune with the glory. Every time you turn your attention within, I believe that light invades your thought life. I believe light invades your emotions, yes. light invades your your will. Now you may not feel it in days or weeks or sometimes immediately in months, but what begins to happen over a period of time you start thinking different. Yes. feeling different. Yes. Wanting different. That's the work of God. That's transformation. That's the transformation. Christianity is not trying harder. It's looking at him more. Yes. It's not gritting your teeth and saying, i got to do better. i got to stop looking at that. Stop talking about that. Stop doing those things. Yes, because it's more than you making new resolves that last two weeks. We need more than resolves that last two weeks. And you living on the Ferris wheel and the roller coaster of self-righteousness and flesh-based Christianity that is not reliant on the Spirit of God working in you. He sanctifies you, 1 Thessalonians says. Spirit, soul, and body is what the work of the Spirit is doing within you. And we keep telling him, we'll take it from
0: here. And Paul goes,
1: no, behold him. Behold him. Behold him. Because every time you do, you're transformed, get a hold of this, into the same image. Same image.
0: That thing you just said, Christianity is not trying harder. It's looking at him more. Guys, I cannot emphasize this enough. We are in such a media-driven age. Everything is on our, it's in our palm. We can see anything right there at one tap, just in our hand. Wherever you're setting your eyes, that's what you're going to become like. Wherever you're listening to, that, whatever you're listening to, that's what you are going to become like, because you're beholding. Do you see that? What you're seeing is what you're beholding. What you're hearing is what you're beholding. And what you're thinking about is what you're beholding. That's how we behold. By perceiving, thinking, and hearing. That's how we behold. So So whatever you're beholding, you are going to be transformed into that same image. This is a principle. And when we decide, you know what? I am sick. Of beholding comparison between me and somebody else's social media feed. I'm sick of listening to that newscast or that political message that's trying to get me stirred up in fear or in anger or in, you know, division against someone else. I'm sick of listening or looking at things that are driving me into lust, that are driving me into destruction on the inside. I'm sick that when we will decide, I'm sick of that but i determine i choose with my will to behold jesus christ to behold the spirit of god to behold the glory of god there is a power that's greater than the powers of lust than the powers of darkness than the powers of hopelessness the powers of suicide when you will change what you behold you will be transformed Transformation is available right now. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you are addicted to pornography. I don't care if you're cutting yourself today because you're in such pain. I'm telling you, there's something more powerful than the pain in our soul, and it's the glory of God to set you free, to liberate you, because the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This is for you right now. Sure. It's yours sure. now. Change what you're beholding and watch transformation
1: happening oh. in you. Huh. Oh. Same image. not into a better version of you, not the best version of you, into the same image. What you look at is what you become. What you behold is what you become. And friends, the invitation for God to you is however dirty, defiled, perverted, oh, entangled, bound,
0: <laughs> this is for you right now I don't care if you've been saved 20 years or 20 minutes this is for you right now this is why Jesus Christ died he said it would be better for you if I go away because unless I go I can't send Holy Spirit but this is our inheritance, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, transforming us.
1: It's for you now. Now. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And he says, transformed into the same image from glory to glory to glory, to glory, to glory, to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord.
0: Oh, God, I pray, compel our friends, compel them, compel them into beholding you, compel them into transformation, compel them into being vulnerable with you and vulnerable with others, that they can step into the beauty of being transformed into the same image. God, do that for every single person listening. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We pray this episode blessed you. If so, feel free to leave a good rating. We are so
1: excited to announce our new Gripped podcast merch. To shop online, you can go to shop.grippedpodcast.com. And as always, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Bless you.